Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Now you are free, Scripture says, from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Hesitate there, please. Scripture says, he that the Son has set free is what? Free indeed. If he sets you free, you are really free. If you let him, right? It's always, your will is always involved. Some say, man, well, God called me when I wasn't seeking him. Yeah, but you had, you had not only the courage, but you had the will to respond at some point, right? God didn't decide, decide for you. That's a big discussion theologically, but I've always believed scripturally that you have a will. God has his will and you have your will. God makes his decisions, you make your decision. He calls you and you answer. Or he calls you and you ignore him. Uh, never mind. But I do know this. Now you are free from your slavery to sin. Once you've accepted Jesus, put your faith in Jesus, according to Scripture, you are free from your slavery to sin. You know what else Jesus said? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. A lot of people just say this, man, the truth will set you free. They even say that in gangster movies. They'll just kind of use part of the... People will say, oh, man... The truth will set you free. Well, that's powerful, but that's part of it. You will know the truth. How about you will obey the truth? You will, you will follow God's word. You know what? He said, well, I, I'm just going to be free, man. I, I will, man, the truth will set me free. No, in and of itself, the truth does not set you free. You've got to act on it. You know the truth. You learn the truth. You obey the truth, and it will set you free, okay? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you've become slaves to righteous living. In this context, slave is not a bad word. It's not. Being a slave to righteous living means what? It means now you forgive without thinking about it. There's sometimes you've got to slow down and go, ah, did I forgive them? Do I have an, they irritated me. They hurt me. Do I need to forgive? Okay, fine. But usually now as a believer, you go, I know I'm supposed to, I know I'm supposed to forgive, right? It's part of your training. It's part of who you are now because the Spirit of God lives in you. You've become slaves to righteous living. What is righteousness? Right standing with God. Living that proves you are right with God. Let's move on to the next verse. Because of the weakness of your human nature, can you imagine the Apostle Paul? Very direct here. Because of the weakness of your human nature, that's all of us, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, you let yourselves what? Be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. There, there's always people in a society who want anarchy. Have you guys noticed that? Is that anything new, Ms. Debbie? In the 60s, there were people, anarchists. We don't want cops. We don't, you don't want cops until someone's burning your house down, right? Or coming in your house with a gun or threatening your family. Or, no, we don't need any of that. We don't need law. We just, well, if you don't... <laughs> Laws are for the lawless, Scripture says. You're going to need laws because some people are crazy. Right? We don't have to be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, but back in, the back in the day we were, and it says it led ever deeper into sin. Have you noticed that practicing sin never leaves you the same? You always get worse. Right? Especially in the world. But I've seen believers turn a deaf ear to the Lord and after a while, you watch them steadily decline or say they're ignoring the Spirit of God over and over again. And that has always freaked me out as a believer since I was a kid. And I said, man, am I going to ignore the Lord one time too many? That's not to scare you. 
But I think a healthy fear of God is good when you say, ah, I, I better be careful with this. I better not ignore God's voice. I better not ignore God's voice. I'm no longer a slave to impurity and lawlessness. You ever, you ever watched on TV when, when lawlessness is going down, people looting and shooting and burning things, and not just in the U.S., but in different places on the planet? It always leads to more problems, doesn't it? Look at this. Slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now, somebody say now. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living, doing things that are right, being right with God, so that you will what? Become holy. Remember, righteousness, when properly applied, always leads to holiness. Let's stop and review. Righteousness is right standing with God, right? You know you're right with God. Well, holiness means now because I know I'm right with God, I'm going to act right. Okay? Because I'm right with God, I'm going to act right. And acting right is your conduct, that is holiness. Let's read that whole verse again. Because of the weakness of your human nature, the apostle here says, I'm using the illustration of slavery to help you understand all this. Previously, someone say previously. Uh Uh-huh, but not no more. Right? Previously, You let yourselves be slaves to impurity and lawlessness, which led ever deeper into sin. Now you must give yourselves to be slaves to righteous living so that you will become holy. When you're a slave to righteous living, you know you're right with God. You begin to act like you're right with God. I don't mean phony or fake. Your your conduct changes. When you know you're right with God, your conduct becomes right, okay? You are holy. Holiness is set apart, okay? Okay? When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. (laughs) And that's not a good place to be. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. And what was the result? See, you are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that end in eternal doom. Can you imagine telling people, I've spoken about this recently, I've discussed this with folks recently, people that are close to me, Pastor Jen mentioned this in her message recently. People want to turn a blind eye to sin, and they think that if they they ignore it, they will return to innocence. That's what's going on right now with abortion, other things. There was a meme the guy sent. I I don't know who sent that. Dating in 2022. You know what dating in 2022 is? A guy talking to a girl, he goes, so uh, have you always been a woman? You know what I mean? That's crazy. Or a woman asking a man, so have you always been a man? What? You get to choose what you are now? No, that's, some, that's a serious issue. And, and I can prove to you that people are off and that their thinking is wrong because if you disagree with them, not if you tell them, you can't do that. Oh, no, you're going. You don't even mention, oh, you're on your way to hell. No, you're not doing that as a believer. You're trying to walk in love. But if you disagree with them, they call you a hater. Now you disagree with them. Say, Oh, oh, what do you think about homosexuality? Well, I think it's wrong. Oh, you're a hater. God is love. I'm like, have you read the whole Bible? And it's crazy that you can't tell those type of people no, really. That's what it comes down to. A few Sundays ago, many of you do not know this. I don't know if you saw the interaction. It's a long story, and some of the steps were accidental. But after church... A man wearing a miniskirt and a big blonde Afro wig was brought to me right outside the door. This is not a joke. Deep voice and everything. 
And he came to talk to me, and he's giving me a strange story that didn't make sense. And I knew where it was going. He was going to ask for money. I'm going to call him he just to be offensive, right, to him. He was dressed as a woman. So he was a trans something or other. I, I'm so confused on that, and maybe you are too. Is it a trans woman? Is it a trans man? Is it you changed? To, I don't really care about that, but I know it was a man dressed as a woman. Right after I preached. And it was crazy because that Sunday, I'd actually sat in here, and they did not sit in here. It just shows how the devil operates. I said, no matter how hard I try, I cannot be a woman. I said something like that. Y'all may remember that. Well, that was a Sunday. I walked immediately out of the service, and this transhuman, oh, gosh, I think that actually means something else, doesn't it? A transhuman? That's something else. Are you guys, are you guys confused? That's, that's the enemy. The, the kingdom of darkness is confusion. Well, it's crazy because I, they were telling me this story and how they'd traveled the U.S., but it wasn't ministry, and they, but they were saying everything they'd done, and they traveled 7,000 miles. And they said, if you could just write a check. And I, I said, I don't, I don't do that. I don't have access to that. And I'm not, I'm not, of in, I'm not in charge of that, that aspect of our ministry per se. So you'll have to come into the office and talk to somebody tomorrow. And I already knew. I said that knowing they weren't going to come in the next day because there was a vibe. And they immediately started quoting scripture to me and said, have you ever read that? Quote it to me. And I said, I started walking them away from the door and I said, it's time for you to go. They got angry and started raising their voice because I said what? No. I don't know if they were a plant of the enemy to come bring a lawsuit or what they were doing. And then I said, look at this. Look at the thinking with the twisted mind. This is a twisted mind. Scripture says the perverse man is, has a twisted mind. That's what it says in Proverbs. That works for women too, right? A perverse person has a twisted mind. I'm walking them away off the property. I said, you better, it's time to go now. You're going to have to go. Pastor Jen, she, she uh, witnessed this whole thing. I never raised my voice. I wasn't even mad at them. I was just taken aback at how strange they were. and what they're. You're mad because I won't give you money. And I said, you've just proved as to why I'm not going to help you with anything, your response. You can't even come in tomorrow to talk to somebody about it. I said, it's time to go. Well, they're still talking, and you need to read your... And I said, have you ever read through your whole Bible? That was it. That was my response. And I said, okay, I'm going to call the cops. I'm going to call the police if you don't head out. And they said, this is public property and you want a scandal we'll have a scandal i went ah that's where their heart is do they want a scandal do you, do you see how weird all this is all because they came to ask for money and i said no why did i bring all of that up they are under the power of sin you can't tell them no you can't tell them no about their lifestyle you have to agree with everything they want and they want it right now if not you're a hater i experienced it firsthand he said man pastor matt did you discuss their sexuality no i didn't even want to do that why? We're going to go in circles. I was born this way. I wanted to be this. I may be something different next week. I'm an elephant. I'm a tractor. Look, folks were abused, and I'm not making fun of that part, but it's so crazy, the bondage that people are in. Just, and those of you young folks in school, don't you buy into that lie of you'd love whoever you want. No, you, you're supposed to love everybody, but romantically, you should not love someone of the same sex. And if you're struggling with that, talk to somebody, because that's not of God. I'm sorry, it is not of God. I know they're trying to make it socially acceptable now, but it's not. It's not, it's not acceptable in God's eyes. I don't know how much more clear we can get than the first few chapters of Romans, right? <laughs> You'd rather, much rather be a slave of God than a slave to sin. I'm going to tell you right now, a slave to sin will make you crazy. It will make you do and say things that make no sense, no logic. 
And, and you know what this guy did when I was done? Well, well, finally, I just got quiet. I don't remember all the details. He's walking away, and he's walking like this, doing his hips like that, going like this. Can you imagine? He did that. He went, I can't even hardly do it. That takes coordination. I said, wow. I mean, what else can you say? I just made sure they kept walking like, whoa. So it's surprising. Surprising. But right now, this world is, there are such slaves to sin that you can't even speak up. Talking to a dear friend before church tonight, said, man, it's, we're at a place now where men have even gotten to the point of being so scared to speak up. I'm dealing with men right now. If you're hearing me tonight, there's women in here that speak up fine, but I'm dealing with men right now because I'm a man. You better speak up, brother. You better get to the place where you can speak up in love. The whole series last month was on that. Get to the place where you say, hey, I don't agree with this. It's not right. Oh, why? Do, well, I believe this way, but here's what Scripture says. I believe Scripture. However, you got to say it. You got to be able to stand up. Ladies, you too. You got to be able to stand up. We can't get to the point where we're cowardly Christians and say, man, oh, no, it's okay. No. And I've seen Christians do this. Oh, the Christians putting the rainbow on their Facebook. What? Oh, people should be able to love who they want. Some of your favorite Christian artists would shock you with how they believe. And I'm not going to be afraid to talk about it. I'm not because I don't treat homosexuals or bisexuals or transsexuals disrespectfully or angrily. I do not. I treat them with love. But for heterosexual or whatever else sexual, the answer is no sometimes, and that has to be okay. And the answer is no, I do not agree, and you don't have to agree with a lifestyle that is contrary to God's word. And you should not. Are you with me? That's a heavy word. Some of you are soaking that in. And sometimes you're like, well, I just don't want to be around it. Well, you shouldn't have to be if you don't want to, but you don't have to agree. Don't make anyone tell you and force you that you have to agree with their lifestyle. And I know the easy out is, well, everybody should be able to do what they want. Well, sure, it's a free country. Okay, but it's still wrong. Same with a man sleeping with a bunch of woman, women or a woman sleeping with a bunch of men. It's all sin, according to Scripture. We've got to get free from that. Now you are free from the power of sin and have become slaves of God. Hmm. There's denominations now that are ordaining pastors that are married to the same sex. I can list the denominations for you, and that's not okay. Once again, I'm not making light of the abuse these folks have suffered. I'm not saying it was nothing. No, they need healing, but those actions are wrong, and we're teaching our children wrong, and we're giving a terrible example to the whole world when we say, I'm a believer, and I believe that's okay to live like that. It's not. Just the, in the same way, I don't believe it's okay for a believer to constantly cuss. You may have a blast from the past, a before-Christ moment, and slip and say something, okay? And God will forgive you. Tell him you're sorry. But can you imagine just someone always cussing and say, I'm a believer? Come on. Now you do those things, praise God, that lead to holiness and result in eternal what? Eternal life. Is it hot in here tonight, y'all? That air is on. It must be hot outside, huh? I don't think there's anything y'all can do. Can you put it on? Barry, would you press the turbo button? Right. <laughs> Turn. Hey, if you, you realize if you turn it down lower, then it's going to get cooler in here faster. Put it on 50, and it has to freeze the room out, right? No. Let's move on to the next verse. <laughs> People think that way. I'm like, it still has to get past 68 to get to 50, unless we're doing common core math, new math. 
For the wages of sin is death. Someone say the wages of sin is death. Uh Uh-huh. Sin has consequences. It has pay. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You did not have to do anything for that gift. All you got to do now to receive it is believe. Now, dear brothers and sisters, you who are familiar with the law, don't you know that the law applies only while a person is living? This is interesting. He's transitioning. This is a different chapter. I want to get into this because we have a little bit of time. For example, this goes for men or women, but he's using this example. For example, when a woman marries, the law binds her to her husband as long as he is alive, right? But if he dies, the laws of marriage no longer apply to her. This should be logical. So while her husband is alive, unless, you know, there are other factors I'm not going to get into. So while her husband is alive, she would be committing adultery if she married another man. Same goes for a man. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law and does not commit adultery when she remarries. This is interesting where he's going with this. So, my dear brothers and sisters, this is the point. You died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. Is that powerful? Remember, what does the law do? You say, say, wait, what does that mean? Remember, the law just points out how sinful we are, right? The rabbis say there are 613 principles in the Old Testament that we got to fulfill. You say, well, there's Ten Commandments. I know, but there's so much more in there. And it's a lot. And it all points to Jesus and says, man, we were sinners in need of a Savior. But you died to the power of the law when you died with Christ. And that's good news. Now you are united with the what? With the one who was raised from the dead. As a result, we can produce a harvest of good deeds for God. Huh. Let's keep going. When we were controlled by our old nature, somebody say old nature. Sinful desires were at work within us. This is interesting. And the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of what? Sinful deeds resulting in death. The law, it stirred that up in us. said, man, don't do all this. I said, wow. Huh. If I do all that, I'm a, I'm a sinner. But he's saying here, he's, and we know that if you practice sin, you're a sinner. But he's saying, in this scripture, the Apostle Paul is saying that the law actually stirred people up at times to do to have sinful desires. Isn't that interesting? When we were controlled by our old nature, sinful desires were at work within us. And the law aroused these evil desires that produced a harvest of sinful deeds resulting in death. Remember, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's go to the next verse. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Hmm. Now we can serve God, not in the what? Not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Let's stop there. I think I'm going to stop there for this evening. Let me read that verse again, and we'll hesitate on the second part. But now we have been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old what? way of obeying the letter of the law but in the new way of living in the spirit you can never be righteous enough by just obeying the law you just can't because you're always going to make a mistake you needed the grace of god through jesus the blood of jesus you needed the lamb of god who takes away the sin of the world can i read that verse again one more time but now we have been released from the law for we died to it when you accepted jesus and were baptized you died to the law and are no longer captive to its power 
Now we can serve God. Someone say, now I can serve God. Uh-huh. Someone say it again. Say, now I can serve God. Uh-huh. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law, but in the new way of living in the Spirit. Scripture prophesied this in the Old Testament. He said, I will write my law on their hearts. Wow. It is now within you to do right once you accept Jesus. You just got to practice it. Let it flow. It's now within you to know the difference between right and wrong, to really deeply know how to treat people, really, if, even if you didn't get a good example um, around your aunts and uncles or parents growing up, or, or man, you say, man, I was just, I, I was in this situation or this situation. I was placed in this situation by people around me. I didn't always make bad decisions, but others did. They made bad decisions concerning me, and it affected me. Oh, wow, you do not have to obey the letter of the law now, but you can obey in the new way of living in the Spirit, because God has written His law in your heart. That is amazing. Now, by the Spirit of God, deep down, you really know that you got to walk in love, and you have the capacity to do so. Don't raise your hands. But does anybody in here, have you ever had someone who's really hard to love in your life? Y'all can't even help it. You're like, I'm not going to raise my hand, but I'm going to nod. And y'all did it. It's true, though. I'm going to nod, too. We've all had that. You're like, oh, my gosh, Lord, help me walk in love with them. I'm ready to fight them. I'm ready to do something. I'm ready to banish them to Siberia. No, now you can obey in the new way by living in the Spirit. One more time, Valeria. Let's, let's read that whole thing one more time. I don't know why I'm really hitting this verse hard. Now we have been released from the law. You don't have to be part of a system of do's and don'ts because God has placed in your heart to live right. You're righteous, right? Now we've been released from the law, for we died to it and are no longer captive to its power. Now we can serve God, not in the old way of obeying the letter of the law. Remember, Scripture says the, the letter of the law kills. It just, it's death for people. The law is good, but it always pointed out that we had sin. It was always good because it was from God. But we couldn't handle it as humans. Man, it just showed, man, you're sinful, you're sinful, you're sinful. Obeying the letter of the law, no. Now you can serve God in the new way of living in the Spirit and by the Spirit. That is powerful. Any questions? I know you don't have any. Romans 7, 6. Let's stop there. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your people tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you that you are faithful, and I thank you that you are unchanging, Lord God. If there is anyone in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I have never confessed Jesus as my Lord and Savior publicly. I need to get right with God because if I died, I don't know where I would go. Is there anyone in this house who says, man, I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Would you please raise your hand? I'm going to pray with you. And if there's no one in here, we're going to pray it anyway for those listening and those watching because it's very, very important. This is the most important decision you could ever make, and that is to serve God by accepting Jesus and declaring Him as your Lord. Everyone in this house say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. Apart from you, I can do nothing. I'm a sinner, and I'm led by sin, but you are the cure. Please forgive me, Lord. I'm sorry for my sins. Say, now I confess publicly that Jesus is Lord. He's my Savior, and I believe He rose from the dead. 
to save me from my sin, from my past, and from hell. I believe, and I am saved by faith in the Lamb of God. In Jesus' name.